Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hey yo, what up? <clears throat> we are the dueling club, and I'm Al. And I'm Jen. I started from a one, and I pushed myself to a seven very quickly. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yes. So, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's nice. been a very weird couple of weeks. So, True. for everyone who listens to us regularly, you know that there was a gap of about a week or so, um, a couple of weeks ago, and everything seems to be trending relatively on time. Um, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since Al and I have seen each other because the fiance's mom was in the hospital. She got out and then she had to be readmitted. It's been a little crazy. And, and June is really rough for me work-wise. Like I'm super hella just busy to the point where when I start, I, yesterday I started at 7.58 in the morning and didn't take a break until a little bit after 1 p.m. And I was busy the entire time. And the only reason I took a break was because I had to take lunch and I napped for an hour and it was glorious. And then I worked for another three hours nonstop. Do you know how many meetings I had on Wednesday? Mm. Nine. I had nine meetings on Wednesday. On top of all the re regular work I had to do, I had nine meetings on Wednesday. Jeez. And all of them were 30 minutes to an hour each. How am I supposed to do any kind of work if I'm stuck in a meeting all day and everyone wants to act like their stuff is a priority? Newsflash. Poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. This has been my TED Talk. So, mm. what has been going on with you? Um. <clears throat> Other than having to clear your throat twice already. You okay? Not really. I need water. We'll get that in a sec. You have um, water right there? Yeah, but you know I'm with water. He's really shishifufu when it comes to water. He needs ice no matter what. Like this it guy has could to be, be cold or ice. No, because let me tell you, if you were in a really, really, really hot room and someone offered you a, a a regular water, it wasn't cold, it wasn't freezing. They just offered you water, and you hadn't had anything to drink in several hours. You would down that bottle of water. Yes, but I don't have to because I have an ice machine that I specifically purchased to not be in that situation. All right. She, she, foo, foo when it comes to water. Correct. Okay, Kobe beef money, calm down. Uh, listen, once. I've done that once. <laughs> uh huh. Once is enough. Oh my goodness. Anywho. Um, so. <clears throat> Surely none of you care too much about my New World Escapades. It's a game that I've been playing since its release. And I mentioned it on the podcast when it came out that I was playing it. And I've been playing it ever since. I quit for a month or two, blah, blah, blah. So basically, over the course of like the past two weeks, 
the so if you've played any MMOs or any games in general, um, <clears throat> a group of players can come together to make a guild of sorts. If you've played like Elder Scrolls, there's like um, the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild, stuff like that. Um, so you can make a guild in the game, and they're called companies. Um, <clears throat> and so the company that I had been in since the second day the game launched, because the first day I was in a company called Your Mom, or My Mom's Basement, there were a bunch of really weird guys. But uh, the second day, I joined a company called Lost Zodiac, and it was, like, full of, like, really cool, fun people. Um, <clears throat> the company dissolved three days ago. Oh, no. And it's one that I worked personally to keep alive when people started to quit at the latter end of last year uh, into the beginning of this year. And so, you know, watching that kind of disband and the people you know people who i'd consider friends joining other companies which i mean you should because if, if you want to keep playing you need an active company or the people who i considered friends going to the enemy side so they could they could play more actively and then like fight us oh well, that's that not felt, cool i felt bad yeah um so the past couple of days even though it's just like a game <clears throat> so something i do actively and so it's been I don't know, it's been stressful and kind of sad and bittersweet and stuff. Uh, other than that, nothing much has been going on, though. Just dealing with that. Well, then. <clears throat> um, yeah. That sucks. I don't like the, the whole people jumping ship and not only just going to a different group, but actively searching out the groups that attack you and joining those. Like, that just seems um, traitorous. It is very. Okay. I don't like it. Same. I don't like it. Traitors should be, should be forced to walk on a row of, like, a hallway full of Legos. Barefoot. They should be forced to walk barefoot on a hallway full of Legos. I wish for worse. Anyway. I know, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, those hurt when you walk on them. True. So, yes. I mentioned to you before we started, but I'm going to mention it here now. I found out what the beast, the big beast in Fantastic Beast 3 was. The little, the little, I can choose a leader. <clears throat> it It's from Chinese mythology. And I mentioned that to you. Yes, you did. And I'd always pronounced it as Aquilin. Uh-huh. Q-I-L-I-N. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, pretty cool. So now you know what it is. But they're very ugly. Yeah. Traditionally. Like, like, let me show you a picture. You can show me a picture later. I can literally show you right now. I'm, at, I'm sitting at my computer. Hello? Like that. They're cool, though. I don't think that's... I think that that's just a misunderstood little baby. But this, like, artistic representation is like, cool. Yeah. Little, oh, it's so adorable. It looks like a Pokemon in that one. Yeah, but they're supposedly, like, uh, uh, a very close descendant of a dragon. And they're, like, super powerful in their own regard. A dragon... It looks like a dragon had a baby with a horse. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a, see, right with, here. see, dragon ha- had a baby with a unicorn. Damn, you're right. That's what it looks like. <gasps> Those are, that, that's Shrek. That's the Shrek. The whole premise of Shrek. Donkey has babies with the with the dragon. Oh my God! They made Quillins. Yes. Now we know. It's all Donkey's far- fault. Not fart. Far- Not fart. Are you fault. okay? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah and no, but we'll discuss that later. Okay. Yeah. I- I've been having sleeping issues. Join the club. No. Mine are not because... I'm my sleeping pattern is messed up so my body doesn't actually know when to shut down. Mine are because my brain it overthinks things a lot and I don't process quite a few of the things that happen throughout my day because I know that some of it is just my brain being mean to me but because I ignored it during the day it manifests itself in my um unconscious hours so fun times right okay so my advice for that is to handle what is bothering you actively sure as much as you can well there's there's you can't constantly lose sleep because then you're gonna end up making bad decisions and still not handling what's bothering you yeah okay it's easier said than done. It's That's not for everything in life. N- Moving on. Um. So, what was I going to say? Yeah, we're doing Harry Potter, and we just we just watched something. What was what are they called? Bad medicine. Where they finished the entire series of movies, not books, just the movies. And the three guys that Al, Al affectionately called... Nope. I'm not going to call him that. No, he no, is. no. The the muscle guy. Yes. The dad. Yes. And the, the funny uncle. Yes. Each gave the whole series five out of five. Yeah. They were uh, skeptical on the first two. I'm more impressed with the third. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with the fourth. Huh. And then it just kept growing up until, like, they were on um, Half-Blood Prince. And they were just like, 4.8, because if we go any higher, there won't be room for growth. And we want to see where it goes. Like, by then, they were already incredibly impressed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And yeah, I feel like uh, they had been reading comments a little bit, trying to avoid spoilers and such along the way, and about how no one had really said that Deathly Hollows Part 2 was their favorite, but how like it was such a good way to close the series off. And I think the reason why no one ever says that Deathly Hollows Part 2 is their favorite is because of the big discrepancies... Yeah. from the book that uh, could have really sort of closed off the series that, in a way that people would have appreciated the, the original way. Yes. Um, 
And it's not from 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 my perspective. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It was a good way to close off the series, like they're saying. But like you said, it was too far from what the book was for me to be like, okay, this is good. That's why one of my favorite movies from the series is the first one, because it's very close to what the book is. I think it's the whole idea is that JK didn't know how to do a screenplay. Yeah. So she basically abbreviated her book into a screenplay. Which was fantastic. With with literally copying dialogue. Mm Mm-hmm. With copying, you know, as much as she possibly could because she wanted to be very faithful. And it succeeded. Yes. Um, Yeah, obviously she snipped out Peeves because really, really, I am a fan of Peeves. But Peeves is not necessary to tell the story. Peeves is fun. Yes. He moves things along sometimes. Yes. He's also sort of an element of surprise in the series. Yes. Well, if you... There is something that he does that affects the next book. There's something he did in... Was it the first movie or the second movie? First book or second book that he does that affects the next one? I don't know what you're talking about. And it affected this one, actually, too. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, is that that all of that stuff was conveniently changed in the movies and still had the movies flow properly. Yeah, so I get it. But in the book itself, it, it, it needs to be said. Just like the fact that right now, Dobby is, is working at... That, at Hogwarts. That is something that bothers me about the movies. Because I think that if you read the books, mm-hmm. Dobby, what happened, what his fate is, is much more impactful if you've read the books. Yeah, he's there. They he's see him all the there. time. And and the thing is, is like... It, think about it this way. He is not used to being a free elf, and he spends his little wages buying them Christmas presents. Which is the most adorable thing ever. And he doesn't have, like, a fashion sense because he's never been allowed to wear clothes, but he does his very best to get his only friend's presents. I'm going to cry because it's so sweet. Yeah. And you miss that in the movies. You don't understand how much Dobby respects and truly loves Harry Potter. Yeah. Like. So that's one of those things that between the books and the movies that you miss. So I can't wait until those guys from whatever, something medicine, bad Bad medicine, medicine. until they read the book or listen to the books and, and understand why all of us love it so much. How deep the relationships get. Like, Mm -hmm. When, when Harry first cast, uh, not his, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it at another time because we do have to get to this chapter eventually. We, well, right now. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, the one thing I'm going to mention is <clears throat> you don't understand how much certain, how deep certain relationships go until you 
get to the time that Harry uses the Cruciatus Curse <gasps> the first time successfully. Yes. That's when you realize, like, wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not... Again, there's certain mm-hmm. things that just... And don't get me started on Movie Ginny. Oh, my God. It's such a shame because she's great. Bonnie Wright is great. Yeah, she would have done... Everything. Ginny Justice. But they didn't give her the opportunity to. Nope. Anyway. You know what you should do if you have the opportunity to? Like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, that's right. Like, like, follow, subscribe. Facebook. We've got a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, sort of, kind, I guess. You can listen to us on anything that you listen to podcasts on. We're hosted on Podbean, but you can like listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, any of those. Woohoo! And yeah. if you comment on stuff, we respond directly. Yeah. So like shout out to Max and Stephanie Persephone for always sending comments and stuff our way. I randomly I am Stephanie Persephone sometimes. I'm just saying. Oh, we um, do this for the new the 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 mobile <clears throat> game for yes. Magic Awakened. Uh, there's already over like 1.5 million pre-registers. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, I pre-registered. And there are milestones to get like free stuff. I think we've already unlocked the Nimbus 2000. <laughs> um, I don't know. I need so, more yeah. Harry Potter stuff. Did you know? That the new CEO of Warner Brothers talked to JK about more Harry Potter. I think I mentioned we mentioned it before. Yeah. But the news, the the speculation is a remake or Marauders. I want Marauders. I don't want a remake. We're good with the with what we have, but I do not want a remake. Because how are we supposed to know if the new actors they get are going to be appropriate? Um, what if they don't live up to what we're used to seeing with, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, <laughs> and Rupert Grant? What if they mess it up even worse than, than some of the choices they made previously? No, we're good. Let's get something we haven't had before that we've been asking for forever. Yeah, I think that, so, again, they need the green light from JK to um, go forward with any project. She needs to approve it. So I think that she's pleased with the reputation and legacy of Harry Potter thus far. So I don't see her approving a remake. Yeah. I think that she definitely would be okay with more Marauder stuff. I mean, so the same crew that did, um, if you look on YouTube, there's a fan-made film called um, Snape and the Marauders. They did a follow-up to that in the style of, like, a listen-in sort of podcast kind of thing. Where you would listen in and, you know, it would be, like, what's happening. So, in Snape and the Marauders, that's where Lupin gets his facial scars. Not from Greyback, but from Snape using Sectumsempra on his face. Oh. Exactly. And at the end of it, 
Sirius runs up to him and they app and they disapparate and they land in St. Mungo's. But guess what happens? Hmm. No healer will treat him because he's a werewolf. Ugh. And so they're looking for a friend from Hogwarts to come treat him who became a healer. And they're just like, we can't stop the bleeding. And so Lily goes and finds Snape and is like, please tell me how to help Remus. And Snape was like, why would I tell you the counter curse to save my bully? And she's like, don't pretend that Remus is a bully. Remus is one, the one out of all of them besides me who tried to stop James. Yeah. You need to help him. And so Snape himself goes to St. Mungo's to heal him. But it's been too long. And so he's, he has the permanent scars on his face. So it's like media like that that they could turn into a full-on show which would be absolutely incredible. And that's what we're but lacking. But I, I, I worry that the fact that she's problematic right now may not be a, a good thing to get us the Marauders information that we want. Because there's a lot of people in the Harry Potter community who are not going to want to watch anything that she puts out because it's got her name associated to it. And the thing is, is that I understand that, but they also have to understand that, like, you cannot condemn this world when it stands for everything that you want. Even though, like, she ended up being a not good person, the story that she created created a safe space, created a a haven for the people that she isn't necessarily marauding against but she's definitely putting down right but the world she created is for them yeah so I would say don't take a poo poo all over Harry Potter stuff like yes she makes money on it but she's gonna make money off of Harry Potter forever and it's not just her world it's all of ours you know what I mean like fine let let her benefit a little bit on it but we're going to benefit way more we're going to have more things to show future generations of what it means to not stand by and 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 allow bullies allow evil people to win because that's what the series is all about mhm <clears throat> so yeah tirade a little bit yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but that's okay. I I would love to watch um, a Marauders thing. I would hate to put more money in, in JK's pocket, but if it gives new life to to the fandom and brings more people, then by all means, as long as they understand that the fandom itself <coughs> is very inclusive and doesn't stand for what the author stands for. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But let's get to what we're actually going to be talking about right now, which is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Woohoo! Yo. 
Yeah, we're at um. Chapter thirty-three. Chapter thirty-three. Episode se- Season five, episode thirty-nine. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened in the last one? Basically, Harry or recap real quick. Harry fell asleep during his history of magic exam and imagined Voldemort torturing Sirius. So impromptu plan to get Harry to umbridge his fire because it's the only um, one that isn't being monitored yes. because Dumbridge told us that herself. Yes. Um, Harry uses it. Um, Creature says he's not here. Don't know where he is. And uh, what you call it gleefully that he will never return. So, and then Harry suddenly yanks from the fireplace, and Dumbridge demands to know who he's contacting, assuming that he's trying to contact Dumbledore for whatever reason. And then everybody gets caught. Yes. Which by by Ron, Umbridge. Luna, Hermione, Ginny, and Neville. Yes. Are caught by um, Dumbridge and in the Inquisitorial Squad. Yes. Um, Dumbridge uh, prepares to use the Cruciatus Curse on Harry to extract information. And wait, then, we also find out that. That she's the in one passing, who sent the she Dementors. Was sent the Dementors to his home last summer. I was yes. There. Um, but then Hermione fake cries and admits that there is a secret weapon that Dumbledore had them prepare in the Forbidden Forest. And you won't want to take your Inquisitorial people because the the less people who know about it, the better. And Malfoy messes up and looks a little bit too interested. Yep. So D- Dumbridge is like, "Yeah, you're right. Okay, show me where." And off they go. And off they go. So Hermione and Harry are in front of Umbridge, um, leading her to the the weapon. And oh my gosh. So Harry, trying to be smart, says to evil Dumbridge, Hey, you know, since we're going in front of you, can we maybe get your wand to keep us safe? And she's like, mm, don't think so. Ministry values my life way more than yours. Sorry to tell you. She's not sorry. Not even a little bit. She's evil. We hate her. Yep. I think in in this entire series, there is there's no one else that I hate more. Yeah. Not even Voldemort. Like, Voldemort is just mean to be mean. Like, you un- his- if we take historical references into account you you can understand his frame of thought based on other bad people's thoughts Dumbridge is just bad to be bad like there is no rhyme or reason nothing has ever forced her to be that way she's never been made to feel from what we know she's never been made to feel inferior for her to have this uh, superiority complex and to hate half humans as much as she does there's no reason we were never given one so this just comes out of nowhere and she's mean to kids for no reason but she loves that she's headmistress right now because it gives her power basically yeah so they start going. Hermione is leading the way. Harry's right behind her, pretending like he knows where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, as they near a clearing, after having entered deep into the forest, an arrow whizzes through the air, hitting a tree. 
About 50 centaurs surround them, demanding to know why the humans are in their forest. And this is the scene that plays out. Who are you? Says a voice. Harry looked left. The chestnut-bodied centaur called Megorian was walking toward them out of the circle. His bow, like the others, was raised. On Harry's right, Umbridge was still whimpering, her wand trembling violently as she pointed it at the advancing centaur. I ask you, who are you, human? I am Dolores Umbridge, said Umbridge in a high-pitched, terrified voice, senior undersecretary to the Minister of Magic and headmistress and high inquisitor of Hogwarts. Dang, she had to use all her titles. Um... You are from the one of them might stick. Maybe. Uh, And this one is the one that sticks. You are from the Ministry of Magic, said Megorian. As many of the centaurs in the surrounding circle shifted restlessly. That's right. So be very careful. By the laws laid down by the Department of the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, any attack by half-breeds such as yourself on a human. What did you call us? shouted a wild-looking black centaur whom Harry recognized as Bane. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know Bane does not like humans very much anyway. So being called a half-breed, not really a good thing. Um, and Hermione furiously yells, don't call them that. But Umbridge continues, she doesn't care. Shaking her wand at Megorian, she continued, Law 15b states clearly that any attack by a magical creature who is deemed to have near-human intelligence and therefore considered responsible for their actions. Near-human intelligence, repeated Megorian, as Bane and several others roared with rage and pawed at the ground. Umbridge is not doing well here, guys. Um, We consider that a great insult, human. Our intelligence, thankfully, far outstrips your own. What are you doing in our forest? Bellowed the hard-faced gray centaur whom Harry and Hermione had seen on their last trip into the forest. Why are you here? Your forest? Oh, Umbridge, stop. This is not going to end well for you. I would remind you that you live here only because the Ministry of Magic permits you certain areas of land. Oh, an arrow flew so close to her head that it caught at her mousy hair in passing. That was a warning. Centaurs hunt. Their arrows have to be true so that they can eat, right? So they didn't have to miss if they didn't want to. Just throwing it out there. Whose forest is it now, human? bellowed Bane. Filthy half-breeds, beasts, and uncontrolled animals. Be quiet, said Hermione. But it was too late. Umbridge pointed her wand at Megorian and screamed, Incarcerous. So, Al, we know. We know what's going to happen with Incarcerous. The ropes out of the wand to bind and choke. That scene in the movie specifically... Where the rope wraps around the centaur's neck and he hits the ground. And he's struggling against it, trying to breathe. And Hermione's like, 
like let let him go like that's such a poignant thing like she doesn't care about anyone but herself no it it is like unbelievable and the thing is the movie downplayed how much she hates like demi humans like just a lot yeah you see a little bit of her hatred for hagrid she's just mean in the movie she's just mean to him but in in the books she despises half humans that's why she was really instrumental in the legislation against wolves werewolves remember she is the one who enacted the law that made it impossible for lupin to find work yeah that's that's what i mean like She's messing with people's livelihoods. Why? Because something happened to him that he had no control over. Like, there's nothing that he could do to stop himself from being a werewolf. But she wants to punish him for it. She wants to punish centaurs because they're half-breeds. Like, what? Who put this person in any kind of position of authority? Don't know. Cornelius Fudge, that's who. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, ropes flew, Harry grabs Hermione and pulls her to the ground to get away from everything because centaurs are charging. Like, it's just bad. And Umbridge shrieks, no, no, I am senior undersecretary. You cannot, you cannot, you unhand me, you animals, No! He saw a flash of red light and knew that she had attempted to stun one of them. Then she screamed very loudly. Lifting his head a few inches, Harry saw that Umbridge had been seized from behind by Bane and lifted high into the air, wriggling and yelling with fright. Her wand fell from her hand to the ground, and Harry's heart leapt. If he could just reach it. But he can't. Um, a centaur steps on the wand and snaps it. Yeah. As other centaurs hold Harry and Hermione helplessly on, off the ground, Bane carries the histor- hysterically screaming Umbridge into the woods. And in the in the movie, I love this, where Umbridge is like, Harry, tell them. Tell them. Tell them I mean no harm. Sorry, Professor. I must not tell lies. That's right. <clears throat> and in that moment, in that second, I'm like, this is what happens when the, the what is it? When everything, when your karma comes back to bite you in the behind. Yeah, I was going to try to say one of those idioms in English that don't make any sense to me. Yeah, but unfortunately. When the roosters for... come to nest. But don't hens come to nest instead of roosters? So anyway. Whatever. So, uh, Harry and Hermione are lifted off the ground by centaurs, and Hermione tries to explain what happened, but basically it just sounds like she used them to get rid of Umbridge. Yes, so this is the interaction that happens. And these, said the hard-faced gray centaur holding Hermione, they are young, said a slow, doleful voice from behind Harry. We do not attack foals. They brought her here, Ronan, and they are not so young. He's nearing manhood, this one. Obviously, pointing at Harry. Please, said Hermione breathlessly, please don't attack us. We don't think like her. We aren't Ministry of Magic employees. We only came here 
because we hope you drive her off for us. Hermione. It says Harry knew at once from the look on the face of the gray centaur holding Hermione that she had made a terrible mistake in saying this. You see, Ronan, they already have the arrogance of their kind. So we were to do your dirty work, were we, human girl? We were to act as your servants, drive away your enemies like obedient hounds? Hermione, why do you mess things up so bad sometimes? For someone who's so bright, sometimes you you do not get things right. Sigh. Listen. Listen. Big Lissai. Yeah. And then Hermione's like, no, please, I didn't mean that. I just hope that you'd be able to help us. But she was making it bad. She was taking it from bad to worse. And it says that in the book, but she seemed to be going from bad to worse. We do not help humans. We are a race apart and proud to be so. We will not permit you to walk from here, boasting that we did your bidding. We're not going to say anything like that, Harry shouts. We know you didn't do anything because you want, um, we know you didn't do anything because we wanted you to, but nobody seemed to be listening to him. They can join the woman, a dun colored centaur shouted. You said you didn't hurt the innocent. We haven't done anything to hurt you. We haven't used wands or threats. We just want to go back to school. Please let us go back. We are not all like the traitor Ferenz, a uh, human girl, shouted the gray centaur. Perhaps you thought us pretty talking horses. We are an ancient people who will not stand wizard invasion and insults. We do not recognize your laws. We do not acknowledge your superiority. We are... And then it stops. It stops because here comes a crashing noise from the edge of the clearing so loud that all of them could hear it and they had to look around and what happens Al? what happens out comes Grob crashing through the trees that's right he recognizes Hermie and yells for Haggard Haggard yes the panic centaurs shoot him with arrows enraged the giant howls in pain and flails blindly at the centaurs Harry and Hermione get away amid the confusion. Ron, Ginny, Luna, and Neville have escaped the Inquisitorial squad and find Harry and Hermione. Before you go there, Grob actually recognizes her, and you can hear him say, Hermie. Yes. I love it. And he says, Hermie, we're Hagar. And Hermione squeals, I don't know. I'm sorry, Grob. I don't know. Grop want Hagar. See, he misses his brother. He's not heavy. He's my brother. That's right. Sorry, go ahead. Um, They have brought along Harry's and Hermione's wands. Harry wants to go to the Ministry of London to find Sirius immediately. Everyone volunteers to go with him, but Harry, feeling Ron is the only capable one, suggests the others follow them later. All four of the others resist, insist on accompanying him. But we how were all in the DA them? together. It was all supposed to be about fighting you-know-who, wasn't it? And this is the first chance we've had to do something real. Or was that all just a game or something? Go, Neville. Neville's not going to let himself be, yeah, you can come later. No. No. Right, Al? No, no, no. Okay. 
Um, hey, uh, well, how can they reach London? With all the school's broomsticks locked up. Uh, Harry has no idea how they can travel. Lunas is just flying on the Thestrals that, so then Grop splattered blood on Harry and Hermione, have migrated to the group. Yeah. Which, remember, Thestrals are carnivorous. Oh, I think they're... Are they omnivorous? I think they're... I think they're just omnivorous. They're gonna eat whatever they can eat. Are they? Because in the movie, Luna hands the baby Yeah, but that could be a movieism. Well, yeah, but I think that it's one of those things where we've never been told that they have fruit, but they love raw meat. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they're carnivorous. Let's go with... Let's just say they're omnivorous because they're in the... They also attack... They've been known to attack owls, but Hagrid's, Hagrid's group is well trained. Yeah. Okay. So they could be carnivorous. They could be. I love hearing your ice machine in the background. It's the funniest thing ever. We have the same one. And I only ever hear it when we're sitting in the living room. And it just randomly at that moment drops ice. Or if I go to say hi to the fiance while he's working because he works in the dining room that we've converted into an office for him. And I hear it, and I'm like, "Oh, look, there's ice ready for you!" And he laughs every time. Nice. That's that's how you know it's real love. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. That's it. Yep. So. Read the last paragraph. I'll read a little bit more. Okay. Um, they burst into more protests. His scar gives another more painful twinge. Every moment they delayed was precious. Going over a little bit more. Okay, then, he said, a bright idea occurring to him. Ron and I will take these two and go ahead. And Hermione can stay here with you three. And she'll attract more thestrals. I'm not staying behind. Um, said Hermione furiously. There's no need, said Luna, smiling. Look, here come more now. You two must smell, really smell. He turned. No fewer than six or seven Thestrals were picking their way through the trees now, their great leathery wings folded tight to their bodies, their eyes gleaming through the darkness. He had no excuse now. All right, he said angrily. Pick one and get on then. And that is that. Yes. Yeah. So, Thestrals for the win. Thestrals are very cool. I wonder how hard it's going to be for, like, Hermione and Ron, who still don't see them, and Ginny, who still don't see them, to ride on what feels like nothing or looks like nothing to them. Like, how trippy must that be when they're flying, right? I mean, that's going to be terrifying because you look down and you don't see the back of this creature and its wings. You see the ground. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, there's this giant clear bridge somewhere in, I want to say China, that I would not be able to walk on because you don't see anything. It's a glass bridge. You don't see anything under you. I'd be afraid that nothing was there. Like, logically, I understand that there's something there, but there's something in our in our deep subconscious that is like, I don't see nothing, it's bad. Right? Hmm? Yeah, I, again, it's just, when you can see, it gives you a sense of reality. 
when you cannot see, you're relying on faith. Yes. And I'm sorry, but that is a leap of faith I'm not taking. No. Clear things? No. 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 Transparent? No. If I can't see it, it's not there. No. No. Well, Umbridge isn't a problem anymore. No. She is, um... The centaurs can have her. Honestly, just permanently. Just do it. Yeah, we don't want her around anymore. So keep her? She's fired. Yeah, just take her. (laughs) We'll give you money if you take her. Yeah, we'll give you a monthly allowance, like... Here's some extra money. Here's some extra territory. I don't know. Whatever we can give them to make it last. Yep. And with that, we're done with this chapter, guys. It was a pretty short one. We talked about a whole bunch of other things as well. But here you go. We're getting to the thick of things. Things are about to start speeding up real fast. Right? You mean thing? Yeah. To the ministry. To the ministry. Yes. And beyond, maybe not that. Uh, All right. Bye. Bye.